0: feel stuck? Tired of wrestling with shame, insecurity, and hiding your flaws? Friend, I've been there and it's time to come out of hiding. God wants to meet you in the middle of your big hot mess. I'm Kimberly Stokes and I'm on mission to help real women, just like you, get unstuck and meet Jesus in all the ordinary moments. Find me on Instagram at Kimberly K Stokes or my business website, connectcoach.co. Ephesians 3.20 says God can do far more than you could ever imagine. Welcome to the Imagine More podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to today's show. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode, Impulsive or Responsive. And in today's show, we're going to discuss the difference between being impulsive to our emotions, to our um, responses, or just going with whatever in the moment, as opposed to being responsive to the Holy Spirit. So if you struggle with being impulsive, and I can relate at times when I'm jacked up on emotions, I hope that today's episode will just inspire you unto inner growth, unto leaning into God and being responsive to the Holy Spirit in that moment. So what even got me thinking about this was the other day I was reading in My Utmost for His Highest, and there was just a simple line that Oswald Chambers wrote, and it just kind of struck me. And he said, impulse or impulsiveness hinders the development of the life of a disciple. And I was like, hmm. And I chewed on that for a little while, and I'm like, yeah, I think I think that's true. So I started thinking about for me. What does it look like for me when I act impulsively and I realize for me it's normally in regards to relationship if I'm get angry or upset or I'm all you know twisted up in my emotions and so for me I think of impulsive as being like rash action that usually is wrought from emotion. So like when I say or do something with a rush of emotion and I recognized as I was thinking about it, there's this sense of like aggravated urgency on this matter. So maybe I lack self-control in my emotions when this happens but I can also see that at times I lack self-control in my behaviors or my actions, especially for me, in my words. So as I was thinking about what does it look like for me to be impulsive, I just wrote out the word in my journal and I was kind of struck that the first two letters of the word impulsive are I am, and it's like I'm, so I'm overcome with me. (laughs) It's kind of that I, me, my thing, right? So I'm focused on me, (laughs) I, me, my. I'm angry or I'm sad. Or I need this. It's it's very kind of getting to the root of that self-indulgent nature. And one of the beautiful things that I love about the Lord is He's never giving up on us. He's constantly growing us. So we're not impulsive, but growing to be more responsive to his spirit. And He's just so fully vested and committed to the inner work that He started in me. And He's committed and fully vested in the inner work that He started in you. So I just wanna start this out saying, there's such grace and freedom and God isn't up there. He's not angry, He's not shaking His finger at us like when are they ever going to get it? He's just cheering us on and He is inviting us to process it with him. He wants to partner with us, and that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today is how to partner with him in the journey in those hard moments. I want to start off with some verses, and this is from Galatians 5, and it's from the Passion Translation, and I'm starting in verse 13, and it says, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. Freedom means we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we serve one another expressing love in all we do. And then on down in verse 16, it says, As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Spirit, you'll abandon the cravings of your self-life. Verse 17, Your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder Him from living free within you. The Holy Spirit is the only one who defeats the cravings of your natural life. So those two are incompatible, conflicting forces within you. Self-life of flesh and the new life of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that so practical? And I think it goes right along with this topic or thought of, am I being impulsive? Am I being reactive when something happens? When I feel pissed off or when I feel really rejected or hurt, I always have a choice. Am I going to just be impulsive and go with my emotions and be very reactive? Or am I going to lean in and partner with the Holy Spirit in the middle of all these emotional messes? So this is like practical, real-life stuff. And I think it's important for us to remember that our flesh is in direct opposition to the Holy Spirit that those are two incompatible forces. Um, In that passage in Galatians 5 of the Passion Translation, it goes on to discuss what are the cravings of the self-life or of the flesh. And I really like how it worded it. I'm just going to go over these real quickly. Some of them, it was like sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, porn, putting things before God, manipulating others, hatred, arguing, resentment. It could be temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself. So basically that back to the I'm (laughs) impulsive, being consumed with I, me, and my. Just in love with your own opinions. It went on to mention envy, jealousy, drunkenness, or basically any form of an addiction. So all those things, those are like things that our flesh craves. So when I think of the word crave, it reminds me of when, well, basically all my life until about three years ago, I lived on carbs. I mean, I was the queen of carbs and especially breads, any sort of bread or pastry but I craved carbs. That was the, the mainstay, honestly, of my diet and of my life. Growing up as a kid and then all throughout my adulthood, honestly, I could not imagine a life without carbs. About three years ago, I began to live in a, in a greater revelation as I did some study on health and nutrition and gut health and even modern day flour. But, um, I began to live yielding to a greater desire than my desire for carbs and breads. And it was the desire for health, for nutrition, for gut health, and the result was eventually I didn't crave carbs like before. Um, initially it was so difficult. I remember the first time I ordered a hamburger at a restaurant as like a lettuce wrap and didn't get any sort of a bun. And I just was like, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? I'm turning into a health nut. But, um, I had a desire to live in a healthier way. And now I actually love having a hamburger without a bun. I've just, I've learned a new part of life, right? As I've changed my diet. And I still eat carbs some, but just not like I used to. But I do have a funny story. Um, A couple weeks ago, I was in Central Market, And they have this huge bakery and apparently it was, they were just taking all these breads out of the oven when I was there and I was hangry and I'd never been to this central market before and the smell was so amazing. And suddenly I had this urge to just like go along and just rip into these, all these packages of bread and there was like some sweet cinnamon rolls and pastries and things and I just wanted to like wolf them down and eat them. So I was having to fight this desire to be like Cookie Monster from Sesame Street to literally not tear open all these packages of fresh bread and start consuming it. But I think this reminds me of this battle that can rage in the spirit realm for our desires. And it's the flesh versus the spirit. And I've got a practical, practical example of this. Yesterday, my flesh was so triggered by something so stupid stupid so benign but you know how it is right so I was in the car with my husband we were pulling into the garage and he said something I don't even remember what it was but it, it just like totally hit my heart wrong instead of asking a question instead of saying oof wow that 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 hurts can can we talk about that for a minute I just you know I didn't I didn't do anything clarifying or healthy I just said some sort of a, a kind of Sassy tort response, and then I walked away because I felt hurt. So it was probably like you know, maybe some childhood wound that was triggered. But immediately, so I I walked away, didn't want to you know say anything ugly, went into our bathroom. I think I started brushing my teeth, but as soon as I did, Holy Spirit convicted me like your response just then that wasn't in alignment with me. So promptly humbled myself, went to Shannon and apologized for, you know, how I responded, which opened the door for us to dialogue about it. And he clarified what he meant. And it was really kind of a non-issue. So yielding to Jesus in that moment when he convicted my heart, it just required that I chose to respond to him Instead of being impulsive and holding on to my anger or holding on to my hurt. So, as I responded to Jesus in that moment, I'm just like, oh Lord, forgive me. It was like there was no shame. I wasn't beating myself up. And then I just went to Shannon and I'm like, I'm really sorry for how I responded. Will you forgive me? And he's like, sure. And then we talked about it and we're able to move on. So, note to self if I would have just yielded to the Holy Spirit in that moment, When he made that comment, it would have saved me from having an impulsive or rash reaction. So when I'm impulsive, or think about it, when you're impulsive, you know, I usually respond or yield to my flesh, aka the old nature, to that I, me, my, instead of to the Holy Spirit. And I want to go back and reread that passage from Galatians 5 verse 13. Just in light of that, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. Freedom means we become completely free of self-indulgence so that we can serve one another, expressing love in all we do. So there's such an importance of yielding to the Holy Spirit. We can yield to the Holy Spirit in those moments when our emotions are activated. We can lean into Him. Take a deep breath so that your parasympathetic nervous system is engaged, not your sympathetic, and just lean in to the Holy Spirit. And as we relationally connect to the Holy Spirit, even when our emotions are all ramped up, We can choose to be responsive to him. We can connect with him. It's relational in the midst of our conflict, in the middle of our frustration or our hurt. But freedom comes as we surrender to him in those messy moments. So yesterday in our car, when my hub said something and I felt some emotional pain before I reacted before I said or did anything impulsive, which would be a fleshly response, I could've just leaned into the Holy Spirit in this moment. That could've looked like just in my head, in my heart, wow, God, that kinda hurt, that was painful, but I yield my emotions to you. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Like it's just something, and it could go faster than that because it's a spirit interaction, but it's a yieldedness to him. We don't have to go through life alone. We don't have to do relationships with our boss, with our roommate, with our husband, with our children, with our parent. We don't have to do it alone. And it's practicing partnership, practicing yielding our hearts in all things, in all situations, in all scenarios. God really is the essence of divine love. And that's what he seeks to grow and produce in us. It's divine love. As I yield to him, as I surrender to him. So an example that this reminds me of is living with an open door to God. That like the door of my heart, the door of my emotions, the door of my life and spirit, is just like so open to God. If I shut that door to God and I close myself off, guess what I'm opening a door to? And you guessed it. My old ugly flesh, my old man, right? So even when I'm twisted up on the inside, if I can just remember to have this open door policy with God, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. It brings such a shift and it helps us to move from being responsive to the spirit of God, as opposed to be impulsive in acting on our flesh. A verse that goes along with this is Ephesians 3, like 15 kind of through 19 from the Message Bible. And it says, I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, which is a glorious inner strength that you will live, excuse me, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. So that's what we're, we're seeking to grow in is growing in this glorious inner strength. And it's just allowing Jesus to live in us as we keep that door open and invite him in to do life with him. And Paul goes on to say, I ask with both feet firmly planted on love that you'll take in the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love, that you'll experience the breath, which is like the scope and the fullness of his incredible love. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. We're partners with God in this process as we open the door to him or if we close the door to him and open the door to our flesh. When I say a gentle yes to my flesh, do you realize it's a hard no to God? And I'm just like, ouch. As I was thinking about this, I mean, I was convicted of that. I'm going to say it again. So when I say or when you say a gentle yes to your flesh, it's a hard no to God. So a slightly open door to my flesh is a slam door of my heart and spirit to God. But we can live with intention and purpose. We can live in partnership with God, in relation with him, in the myriad of choices, the thousands of of tiny little choices that we make throughout the day, and it's a process. And friend, I want to encourage you. This is—it's a continual process of inner growth, and it's a relational process that we're, each one of us are learning to live not only for God, but we're learning to live and do life with God in beautiful divine partnership, an intimate connection learning to live as a much-loved child of God, understanding that his love for us doesn't wane. His love for us is constant and he ever calls us closer and deeper to his heart. And it brings me such encouragement to remember that he's so committed. He's committed to the good work that he began in us. He's not giving up on you, my friend, and he's not giving up on me. He's fully vested in you. So we've been chosen by God to live in this surrendered freedom of yielding to the Holy Spirit. And as we surrender fully and freely to the dynamic life of the Holy Spirit in us, we'll abandon those cravings of the old life or of our flesh because the flesh and the Spirit are 100% incompatible. So I just want to encourage, I want to inspire you. Let's purpose to live with this open door policy to the Holy Spirit. You are welcome here, God. All the time, even when I'm kinked up and in a big hot mess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being available to me when I'm messed up, when I'm angry, when I'm impulsive, or when I'm moving about in my home like a tornado because I'm mad at my kids, We're all growing in this relational partnership with God and he's so committed to the inner work that he started in you. Friend, I wanna encourage you, you can't be perfect, but you can be purposeful. Just like yesterday, I was so not perfect in my response to my husband. I didn't respond nicely to him, right? But when I got that gentle nudge from the Holy Spirit, I was like, oh yeah. And I responded, I yielded. So I apologize to Shannon. We don't have to despise our process of growth because God doesn't despise our process of growth. I've never heard of a mom who screamed at or despised her baby for crawling before he walked. It's part of the growth process, right? So you are growing in your journey with Jesus. I'm growing in my journey with Jesus. So we need to give ourselves grace as we grow and just purpose to partner with the Holy Spirit moment by moment in the good times and the bad times. We can partner with him in the angry times. That has brought so much (laughs) help to my life, to my marriage, and to my relationships with my kids as I practice partnering with God when I'm super angry we can partner with him in the sad times. We can partner with him when we're in those I'm out of my mind times. He himself is our ever present help in times of trouble. And he's accessible to you every minute. His presence is not dependent on your performance or lack thereof. So I'm going to say that again because that's so refreshing. To remember that God's presence in the availability of his presence in your life, it's not dependent on your performance or your lack thereof. Like yesterday, how I blew it. He was just as accessible to me yesterday when I acted harshly to my husband as if I'd responded in kindness. We can access the div- just the beauty of God's divine love. We can access this heavenly partnership when we least deserve it. And it's just our heart yielding. It's like that open heart, giving him access, inviting him in. He wants us to live with that open door policy when we blow it with our kids or a parent or our boss or our spouse. And it can just be like, oof, God, I just made a huge mess. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? Listen for his heart of love. He is so brilliant and he longs for complete access to our heart, to our emotions, to our thoughts and perceptions. And he's so good at walking with us and helping us clean up our messes. I mean, he's like better than a Roomba. I recently got a Roomba. Oh my gosh, it is so nice. But yielding to God and surrendering to him, it leads us into repentance and humility, and we can find and experience his compassion. Psalm five eight says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, He's slow to anger and rich in love. So when I blow it with my husband or my kids or my mom or a friend, I can just open the door to the Lord, let him in on my mess, and experience instantly his grace and compassion. He's not angry, rather, he's rich in his incredible love. And the more I receive, the more you receive and experience God's love and his kindness, the more tangible. His love becomes as a part of our DNA because he's working, he's doing this inner work on the inside. And his divine love is producing the fruit of love within us. And that looks like joy that overflows. It looks like peace that sustains us. It looks like patience. It looks like kindness. It looks like his goodness. It looks like faith. It looks like gentleness and self-control. It's the fruit of the spirit. It's who and what he's birthing in us. And we become like, I just think back to when I was a kid, when I was in junior high and high school, my mom would always say, you become like whomever you're hanging around. And sometimes she might say, oh, does you know Deanne or whoever, whomever was my friend at the time, say, you know? oh, does she say that? Like she would see like little nuances or mannerisms I might pick up on or things I might say. Because she'd say, you become like whomever you hang around. And I think as we think about walking in the midst of daily life, minute-by-minute life, with the Holy Spirit, guess who we're going to become more like? We're going to become more like Him as we purpose to walk in partnership with Him. So friend, I just encourage you, practice partnership with God. Practice, instead of being impulsive and opening the door to your flesh, Practice being responsive, taking a deep breath, leaning into the Holy Spirit. Even if your emotions are all kinked up, invite him in. And practice leaning in, listening to what he says, and then being responsive to him. He longs to do life with you. That's a wrap for today's show, my friend. I hope you're encouraged and just reminded that you always have a choice to either be impulsive and go with your flesh or to be responsive and lean into the Holy Spirit. I'm for you and I believe in you. And more importantly, remember that your heavenly father is for you and he believes in you. Let's choose to just purpose, to be intentional and partner with him today. Until next time. Friend, I'm so glad you joined me for today's show. If you need help navigating through your emotions, relationships, past trauma, or just getting that breakthrough, you can find me online at connectcoach.co. I offer in-person and virtual sessions, so check it out. I'd be honored to partner with you. I'm so glad we're on the journey together.